You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events to get free and periodic updates to this program and our other interesting programs. Be sure to enter your email address in the subscribe to WHTT box on the right side of our website, whtt.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about the recent announcement by President Donald Trump that the United States, or he was planning to move our embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. Now, this really shouldn't be a surprise to most people, I think, because there was some kind of a legislation, I don't know how many years ago, maybe one of you guys know exactly, but it has been waived where we were going to be moving the embassy to Jerusalem. So he's actually stepped up to the plate and said we're going to make the move. So the main thing that I see, actually, is the fact that the United States has never really been an honest broker in the Israel-Palestine uh, conflict these almost 70 years here. We've given lip service over these years. And uh, at at the beginning here, I want to reference a a little video I did. It's entitled, Palestine Will Be Free. And the video is about a demonstration just this past week in Tempe, Arizona, a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona, where over 100 Palestinian supporters gathered and showed solidarity with Palestine. And so it is something that we think certainly has helped to uh, unify and uh, clarify the thinking of Palestinians and people that are aware of the issue. Just actually from my own experience, I spent a month in Palestine and Israel this past summer based in Bethlehem and went into uh, Jerusalem and Of course, the controversy about the U.S. moving the embassy there, really, it's interesting to see what's going on behind the scenes because one of the geopolitical tours that we got was by the director of the Israeli Committee Against Housing Demolition. And so we made various stops around East Jerusalem, and one of the stops was at the separation wall. And... The interesting thing is that on both sides of the wall is Palestinian territory. So the wall is being built to basically divide Palestinians from their own land. And there's a continual march since 1967 to expand illegal settlements in East Jerusalem. I heard recently that there are about 270,000 Israeli Jews in East Jerusalem, which is part of the Palestine uh, territory, and uh, there are about 320,000 Arabs or Palestinians in East Jerusalem. And so the plan that the Israelis have been working on is basically to choke off East Jerusalem. And so there are settlements that are surrounding East Jerusalem, and they're getting very close to basically closing the... um, the gate, if you will, and so that the uh, East Palestine will be separated from West Bank. Right now, they're connected, 
but with the formation of these illegal settlements, that could very well isolate East Jerusalem from the West Bank. And, of course, we've contended here that the, the notion of a two-state solution really is, is dead by what's going on. There's over 650,000 settlers in the West Bank, and, of course, they have their own dedicated roads that the Palestinians cannot drive on. There's a lot of discrimination, and, of course, the discrimination goes back all the way since 1948 when Israel was started, but even more so uh, after the uh, 67 war when they occupied the, the West Bank, and more recently in 1993 with the Oslo Accords, which has really done a number, if you will, on the Palestinians in that agreement, they divided the West Bank into three areas. Area A is Palestinian control, Area B is Palestinian and Israeli control, and Area C is Israeli Defense Force control. And uh, A is about, I think it's around eight, it's less than 20%, and B is about this 20% roughly, and C is 60% of the land. So a big bulk of it is controlled by the Israeli military. But that is rather deceptive in this area A being controlled by uh, the Palestinians. So Bethlehem is in area A, but in the Bethlehem area there are three refugee camps as they are spread out through Israel and uh, in Gaza and places like the Shatila a refugee camp in Lebanon that we'll talk about. Chuck will talk about. We've posted a very interesting article from the Financial Times about that subject and the reaction from the inhabitants of the refugee camps. Well, Tom, to just briefly interrupt, this move by Donald Trump, sudden announcement, we're going to move the embassy. He talked about building a beautiful new embassy of peace. But this has been objected to all over the world. Uh, there's no corner of the world that has not objected to it. All over Europe, there's been massive objection to it. And Israel's closest chums and those who are absolutely intimidated by Israel, everybody realizes that this is just a theft of land. And I do think that it's regarded as a lot bigger than that, too. I believe that it is regarded as another step toward war and perhaps toward nuclear war because these actions create such hostility and animosity all over the world that it tends to stir things up and we're on a hair trigger course with a man who has already proclaimed that he's willing to bomb and in gaining the little support that Donald Trump has is coming essentially from the evangelical Christian right or as they sometimes call themselves, Christian Zionists. And uh, today uh, there was an announcement about Mike Evans being one of the leaders from Dallas, Texas, who was among those evangelical Christians who were, who were overwhelmingly supporting Donald Trump and, and met with him on this subject of, of changing uh, the embassy. So this is more than just a political move of us switching where our politicians meet. This is something that the whole world has opposed in the past, and Trump has just taken it on. He's taken it head on. And we thought it was very significant that the very pricey, 
private financial times, essentially that deals almost exclusively with business and funds, and you have to subscribe to, to get to it, actually published publicly an article to be quoted that was very sympathetic toward the Palestinian people. So we're into something that goes way beyond uh, just the idea of where our delegates to Israel to do their officing. Well, it's really interesting that even in uh, Haaretz, they underscore the role of theology in the midst of this and, and, and not being a totally a political event. Reading from Haaretz's article, it says, the announcement of Donald Trump wanting to move the embassy also took place just before set to visit Israel for three days from December 17th through the 19th. This guarantees enhanced media coverage for the Pence trip, where he will certainly be greeted as a conquering hero, pleasing evangelicals even more. While such has been made of the influence of Jewish megadonor Sheldon Adelson in Trump's move and his Jewish son-in-law Jared Kushner's words of support, citing the conventional wisdom that he would be dismayed that it would derail his 11-month attempt to restart Israel-Palestinian peace talks, the approbation from Israel and pro-Trump American Jews seems to be a happy bonus to the main objective. Trump is showing love to Israel because evangelical voters form the crucial linchpin in his relatively small but solid support base. Evangelical voters threw their support behind Trump in 2016 at a higher rate than any previous presidential candidate, giving him 81% of their vote, even more than they gave to fellow evangelical George W. Bush. It was these Christian evangelicals and, and Pence and evangelical himself and a prominent touchstone of their influence in the Trump's administration that were clearly the driving force behind the Jerusalem Declaration. And that's what we at We Hold the Truth have been talking about since our inception. It's the Christian Zionists, the Christian evangelicals who are so in love with Israel. I think, you know, we, we always talk about they're more in love with Israel than they are with Jesus. And that's what's causing this whole, this whole move. Yeah, maybe to bring on another Armageddon or bring the Armageddons quicker. I don't, I don't know what these people are thinking, but it's terrible. It's terrible theologically. It's terrible politically. Morally, it, it's wrong, wrong, wrong. And, of course, Israel is among the top seven nuclear powers in the world. I think they rank fourth or something like that. Probably higher than that if you really knew the numbers and figures in their total nuclear capacity. So we're talking about a country that's capable of starting an international nuclear war. That's right, Chuck, and that's what you were saying, that antagonism against this embassy move is all around the world. I saw there was uh, one demonstration in, in, down in, in Chile. It's inflamed the Muslim community because they say Jerusalem belongs to them, and to put it totally under uh, Israeli control and say move the embassy there, they're inflamed and calling for basically a worldwide intifada. If this thing takes off, we, we will be heading for another uh, an actual a world war that is a world war. Exactly. And, of course, a lot of this plays into the end times philosophy of our uh, Christian Zionist brothers here, and they could probably point to these actions as all being uh, part of prophecy and uh, sure indication that end times are right on our doorstep as they have so often in the past. They've said that the world was going to end on such and such a date a number of times, and it didn't happen, and they've revised. And <laughs> so this kind Very of... Very well said. That continue, on that, continue on that line, Tom, because you're right on to something there. 
uh, evangelicals w- might shrug their shoulders and say, well, if there's going to be a nuclear war, it's God's war. He's planning yeah. it, and uh, who should, why should we stop it? Yeah, that's right. And uh, even some of the evangelicals will say, well, Israel is an apostate state, but you know it's going it's going to change when the end times come. So they they have sort of a I guess you'd call it a relaxed view of Israel uh, because they can see that it is the secular uh, apostate state unless they are so blinded. Some, of course, are so blinded by their theology they they can't uh, even see that. But they'll say that well that's all going to be rectified at a future date with. Uh, when uh, the rapture comes and whatever else uh, beliefs that they might have. Well, exactly. That's where you've got John Hagee with his dual covenant theology, and then you have the interpretation of Romans 11 where it says, and all Israel will be saved. You've got nothing to worry about. It says it right there in Romans 11. You know, so uh, evangelicals can just sit back and and, let the world be blown up because Jesus is going to come back and uh, rapture us out of this mess. So we do live in interesting times, ladies and gentlemen. And so this announcement by Donald Trump has certainly got many implications, and it is a becoming a wake-up call for people, uh, particularly in the Muslim world and uh, the supporters that understand uh, the nature of the conflict. Um, uh, Donald Trump has openly stated that uh, he will not hesitate to bomb Korea, yes. North Korea. And it's quite amazing to, to think of the possibility that we have a president who's actually talking about using nuclear power. He's clearly talking about that when he talks about what, incinerating North Korea. Uh, so you've you got, you got uh, someone who's openly discussing this issue of of, of nuclear war against a country that has nothing. Right, but Chuck, even more important to us and to our ministry is the fact that you've got evangelical Christians. For example, we talked about Robert Jeffress, the uh, pastor of the First Baptist Church of uh, Dallas, who is a spiritual advisor for, for Donald Trump, who echoed Donald Trump in saying that uh, the leader of North Korea needed to be killed based on Romans 13. So he gave a biblical justification for it. And so if we can do that kind of justification, well, I, can, I guess as a Christian we can justify anything. I mean, it's, it's certainly contradictory to what Jesus taught us about love your neighbor as yourself and blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. It just seems unbelievable. You can expect that out of a secular leader, somebody like a Donald Trump who claims to be a Christian. We don't know that. We're not judges of that. Only God knows. But the fact that you've got public uh, Christian leaders like this Robert Jeffress of the Southern Baptist that would right. come out with statements. And, of course, John Hagee, uh, we have a video on his praying in the name of Jesus for going to war before our Gulf War in 2003. So you've got these men who are claiming to be followers of Christ that it's pretty confusing to a lot of people. And I I see it as a way that people can recognize it and say, well, I don't want to be a Christian. They're too warlike. It's unbelievable, actually, how these leaders can be so deceived. And the old saying, I remember... um, Morality sees further than intellect. 
And so some of these guys, like this Robert Jeffress, I'm sure he has a very keen intellect, but his sense of morality um, falls way short. I hope our listeners can see why we are spending the time on this. Uh, this issue may seem insignificant to some people. What's the difference where we have our embassy? Uh, why does moving our embassy 50 miles make a difference? But I, I hope our listeners can see where this is a much bigger issue than even the Palestinian people, much as we sympathize and have compassion for the Palestinian people, uh, this is this is something that uh, borders on the possibility of triggering war. And and I know that Craig, our kind of our resident pastor here, uh, might have a have a proper ending for this uh, discussion that uh, will uh, lead us uh, on into our next session a week from now. Thank you, Chuck. Like I said earlier, this is a theological position. And obviously it comes out of the Schofield Reference Bible. We've, we've talked about that at length, too. And to me, the one silver lining out of this uh, Trump's declaration to move the embassy is that it's raising the awareness of the Palestinian plight all across the world. People get so busy just doing their thing, the Palestinians should just kind of get pushed to the back burner. But now this is this is really it's inflamed the, uh, the Muslims all around the world. It's Like you said, it's got... Uh, uh, notoriety from all the all the, all the corners. People are are speaking out to this, and so uh, hopefully uh, this will be a, a silver line that will wake up the international community to the the atrocities of the nation of Israel and say enough is enough. You know, at this point we don't know if there's any strings attached uh, to the United States moving the embassy, like you know stopping the settlements or reducing the settlements or uh, cutting down on the uh, the Jewish immigration or or whatever. Uh, at this point, it's, it's just it's just thought and it's being put out there, but nothing has really been chiseled in stone, as it were, uh, on how this is going to be accomplished. So, you know, hopefully, uh, it, it will raise the awareness. Uh, people will, will uh, come together and say, "Enough is enough." This, this nation of Israel needs to stop being uh, the boogeyman over there in the Middle East, and they, they've got to start taking responsibility for their illegal and immoral actions. Thank you, Craig and Chuck. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcast. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.